You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Ahoy, campers! Hey, we are back. It's 2018 now. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. And we've got a whole lineup announcement. Uh, I don't really feel the need to take you through that much. Here's the other thing uh, about these intros in this podcast. Um, we're going to call this season two now because we're, we're full on into the 2018 summer camp. Um, I, I find myself, when I tell people to listen to the podcast, I, I find myself telling them, yeah, just skip over the intro and just go to the interview. I think part of that is that I'm kind of regurgitating information that you can get online. And so I, I thought, and in, in listening to other podcasts, I, I like it when people just kind of talk and are just themselves. So that's what I'm going to try to do more of this year. These intros are going to be a little looser, probably a little shorter, and I'll try to be a little bit more me. Uh, that said, I, I do want to tell you about some things um, that will be useful for you in planning for Summer Camp 2018. Uh, one of those things is Festa Drive. So uh, they're doing this thing now, which I find pretty cool, and it is a bus down to the festival. If you live or can get to uh, Chicago or uh, Bloomington, Indiana or St. Louis, Missouri, they're running buses out of those towns. And uh, you can find out about that at summercampfestival.com slash festdrive. Uh, I won't get into too many details because you can look into that yourself. Hey, man. Am I driving okay? I think we're parked, man. I did email uh, my my contacts at, at summer camp. Uh, I uh, talked to them and said, you know, is there anything you want me to promote? And so they wanted me to promote this glam camping. So I, I get on the site. I had not heard about this. So I'm assuming many of you have not heard about it since uh, I'm one of the camp counselors. You'd, you'd think I'd know about this stuff. But uh, it's the first time I'm, I've see, I'm seeing this is right now. Uh, I didn't do a whole lot of research. But they have something now called GA Preset Camping Packages where you can get one twin air mattress, a camping package, you can get a queen air mattress, and you can get two twin air mattresses for two people. Uh, those, the latter of those two are, are for two people. And the prices respectively there are 275 and uh, 500 I guess, 499 So, uh, I mean, here's what you get for the one twin air mattress uh, GA preset camping package. You get... An adventure dome for tent. Um, it, oh, and, and by the way, this is in addition to the three-day GA pass. Um, the so you you also have to buy a ticket to the festival. Uh, so you get a dome tent, you get a waterproof tent footprint, you get a twin-size air mattress, you get a sleeping bag, a pillow with a pillowcase, a camping chair, a battery-powered LED ceiling light. Um, batteries included, uh, battery-powered fan, uh, wristband to allow access to the rental area, a personalized signage for each campsite, complimentary welcome gift, that's uh, mysterious, and uh, trash and recycling bags. 
Um, so that's what I know. That's what's on the website. Um, one thing that is curious is it says offered by Mr. B's. I inquired who Mr. B was and I, I didn't get a serious answer. So, um, I, I'm putting it out there right now. I want to know who the mysterious Mr. B is. Actually, my sources tell me that the leak goes by the name Mr. F. Mr. F. Ah, Mr. F. Reed is not a man. Um, so that's the GA preset camping packages. And they also have VIP glam camping packages for uh, an additional $875, $899, and $975 uh, for a uh, four-cot package uh, queen pack a glam camping queen package and a glam camping two twin package uh so basically that's they're giving you uh tent and cots and uh you know the the, the more expensive uh package i believe has beds two twin beds um uh, so you, you guys can look up all that stuff online now before Anybody gets all up in arms. I know there's some of you out there listening. Oh, what is this? The fire festival? Um, let's just keep in mind. You you don't have to buy these upgrades. You get a a very good festival for a reasonable price. I believe that. I don't pay. Um, but 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 you do, and you 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 take your hard-earned money and you go out there and you have a good time. Now, I let's just not begrudge the people who can afford to do this because. Uh, part of what, what I'm assuming happens is that, you know, somebody buys this $975 additional package, you know, they don't have to lug their stuff in and, and yeah, they get treated like a queen or whatever, but that money is going to putting on the festival, you know, it's going to bring in the bands that you like and, and so, you know, let's get off our high horses. There's all kinds of people, uh, rich and poor in this world and, um, you know, we don't want the rich looking down on the poor, and, and it shouldn't happen the other way around either. So, um, if, you know, maybe uh, maybe you want to go all out for this summer camp, and uh, you want to look into one of those those uh, packages, maybe you're, maybe you're taking your lady, who's not really a festival kind of fan, and, and you, you want to treat her just right, and sell, sell the festival life to her, this might be a good option for you. Save up some money. Oh, don't worry. You'll feel a lot more comfortable in the millionaire's camp. No, no. Just kill me now. Howdy do. I own a minor league hockey team. So anyway, that's the, uh, that's the glam camping. Um, I've uh, done my due diligence. And what else we got? Uh, today I am going to... Uh, bring you an interview, and that's coming right up, up right now uh, with uh, Chicago Farmer. Now, Chicago Farmer has has been at camp. Uh, I say it in the interview, something for like eleven years or something. He um, his name is Cody Decoff, and uh, I didn't ask him this question because I think he probably gets this question all the time: um, why the name Chicago Farmer? And uh, the answer that I've heard him give in the past is that he kind of envisioned that eventually he would build a band. And that band would be called Chicago Farmer. Um, but as his career evolved, he uh, stuck with kind of a solo kind of thing and became known as Chicago Farmer. And there you have it. Um, anyway, great guy. Uh, definitely check him out. And uh, here is that interview with Chicago Farmer. Um, stick around for the jam of the week. 
And as always, if you want to contact me, you can email me at podcast at summercampfestival.com. And here's that interview with Chicago Farmer. Hey, Summer Campers, I am here with Cody Dekoff, and he is Chicago Farmer. And how are you doing today, Cody? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, so I started this podcast last year, and the first question I'm asking everyone is, what was your first concert? And, and one of the things I've realized in asking that is that uh, some of the people I'm interviewing grew up around music and can't really pinpoint that. So I guess the question is, uh, what was the first, you know, big concert or or even small concert that really had an impact on you, or the first one that you that really stood out? I'm a small town guy, so I grew up going to fairs, and I think the first concert I ever went to, my aunt and uncle took me to Foreigner at the Heart of Illinois Fair in Peoria, which is just down the road from summer camp in Chillicothe. I ever really wanted to go to was uh, Stone Temple Pilots at the State Fair of Illinois in Springfield, and uh, that one really got me excited about live outdoor outdoor concerts. Time, 
And yeah. to, to be into that kind of music and then go into the kind of music that you play today, folk music, uh, I was like, I just got to be around my age. And then I, I opened Facebook today, and I see that you uh, announced your, is that a 40th birthday jam that you're doing? Yeah, it's going to be a big year for me. I'm turning the big 4-0. I'll still be 39 at summer camp, though, so I'll try. I'm trying to stay 39 for as long as I can. But <laughs> when I was in high school in, like, the early 90s, I uh, was trying to rebel against um, all the, the pop that was on the radio and so I really dug into a lot of grunge music and even went back further got into like some punk rock bands and stuff like that and that was kind of my rebellion years with the ripped jeans and, and the, the alternative music for sure so I, I turned 40 just after summer camp this last year and yeah. uh, congrats I, how you feel <laughs> you don't want to know man <laughs> Just within the last two months, I've had to start like pulling things away from my eyes to read them. Oh, and I don't, I don't know if that's some kind of uh, mental thing attached to forty, or, or if it's just the uh, timely degrading of my eyes. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm starting to notice all the aches and pains more. But um, yeah, I just, I think, I think if you were our age in high school at that time, you, you almost have to be into grunge music. Yeah, it was like, you know, when the when these like distorted loud uh power chords started coming on the uh, the radio, it was just totally different than everything else that was going on and it was kind of what we needed at the time. We needed to to rebel and scream a little bit and uh it might not have been the greatest music of all time, but it had uh kind of a a feel to it and it was kind of raw and it was um you know, not always polished, at least not at the beginning. And, and uh, yeah, it had, it had some attitude. It had a little attitude back in the in the rock and roll in the mainstream. So I liked it. Do you think much of that seeped into what you do now uh, in terms of folks? Yeah, definitely. I, definitely. I think I think Keith, Keith Richards said rock and roll is like 80% attitude and even though I just get up there with uh, my guitar and my harmonica and stomp my feet I feel like my music does have uh, some attitude to it you know it's kind of like um, I'm not going to any anything from anybody I'm not going to put up with a lot and I'm going to sing what's on my mind and kind of going to do it my own way so yeah totally um, and your website says uh, profoundly inspired by John Prine um uh, but I guess my first question is, did you see that uh, he was on NPR's Tiny Desk Concert, which is a great podcast I would recommend for anyone? Yeah, I did. I love that. I love that guy, and I love those Tiny Desk Concerts. I've, I've been introduced to a lot of uh, a lot of people I don't know, and it's cool to see the people I do know kind of stripped down in a kind of like rare basic bone form, you know, kind of like, kind of like the Nirvana Unplugged back in the day, but around the desk. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. The, the great Not thing about the podcast is you can trust what they put on there. Like, Absolutely, you can watch yeah. anybody you don't know and know that it's going to be something worth watching. Absolutely, yeah. Um, have you ever met John Prine? Uh, I haven't. I've, I've attended his concert, which was uh, quite an experience. I laughed and I cried and, and <laughs> I thought about stuff, and then I laughed and cried some more. So, um yeah, listening to all of that kind of hard hard music back in the day. I was at my friend's house and we were listening to some punk rock music upstairs and I went downstairs and his dad was playing this old acoustic guitar, singing some Hank Williams songs and 
I was just starting to get, you know, all the feels from just this guy playing this guitar and it just kind of like resonated with me, kind of like the simplistic thing about it, yet it was, you know, a lot was coming out of it. Kind of primes the same way. He makes these just really simple observations and lines, but they just hit you right in the gut and they speak to you and sometimes uh, sometimes the less is more. You know, um, with his music and with yours, I always kind of wonder how the songs are written. Because I, I would imagine a lot of piece, people write in 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 pieces or phrases and then kind of combine on that. But storytelling nature of your songs and his songs, it almost seems like you have to, like, even if you put it away, like, go back to it and keep building on that original idea. Is, is there any truth to that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sometimes songs come really quickly, but sometimes uh, they're really good ones. Sometimes I don't know they can they can come fall from the sky and just happen, or they can take a while. Um, when I was younger, a lot of the songs were kind of based on creativity because I didn't really have any life experiences yet. So I made up a lot of stuff and it was fiction. And now these days, uh, after having after almost being forty and playing music and traveling around for fifteen years, there's a lot more honesty i think going into my songwriting and stuff so um with that being said it it takes a little bit more time it doesn't just come out right away i really make it trying to make it as real and and as honest as i can and to do that it usually doesn't happen in one sitting it kind of takes a while to build it up and you know have different parts and, and different different things and the way it flows and whatnot um one of my favorite songwriters is uh bob schneider out of uh austin texas Sure. And yeah. And I, I I've been listening to some of his podcasts recently where he talks about how people think his songs are based on himself and, and, and while obviously, you know, they're based on emotions he has and and written by him, you know, he said ninety percent of the time they're they are completely fictional. Are uh -huh. do do you find yourself doing that or do you write more about personal experiences? Um I, I'm I'm kind of more I'm pretty pretty folky I'm pretty much in the folk business. A lot of my songs are about folks, and usually if they're about me or someone I know, um, gotcha. and the experience that they've gone through. Uh, I do have some. I mean, obviously, I there are some characters that I have that I've kind of come up with and developed, and they kind of come in and out of songs, and sometimes they come back in songs like three albums later. But uh, I think they. When I think about them, like they are, they do come from someone I know, if not me, which uh, you know is is kind of crazy. <laughs> um, you know, I have a song called Rocco and Susie, who's then the song's about um, this couple who um, kind of fell on hard times and they started making meth in their home. And I don't actually know Rocco and Susie, but I I know that there's a couple uh, a couple towns over that that this song is is about so i feel like they're not really made up characters even though their names are different they're yeah. uh, they're real people i might not have lunch with them but um mainly because they're in jail but <laughs> but uh i you know but they are they are real people who live right here in the area where i'm from Marcus crash landed Folks fell down on hard times Factory J 
jobs were shorthanded, longing for nickels and dimes. Rocko, he lost his pension. Sue started losing her sleep. Kids lost their parents' attention. House lost all its upkeep.
those are the ones that I have in print. And uh, it took me a while to kind of get into the recording groove, but I feel like I started hitting my stride and kind of finding my voice and the sound in, in these last two albums. So those are the two that I'm really the, the most proud of and really been pushing quite a bit lately these last few years and touring on. Yeah. Which uh, which one of those would you recommend? Uh, you know, I, I figure a lot of summer camper uh, listeners might not necessarily be familiar. If they want to start, which one should they do? So they start with Midwest Side Stories or Back and Forth? Uh, back and Forth is the kind of the one that kind of put me on the map, and it's kind of like a good uh, summer summer drive listening thing. So if you're uh, driving from somewhere to chill a coffee at the end of May, I think it would be a good one to pop in. Um, the yeah. new one, the new one, Midwest Side Stories, is a little more uh, in your face, a little more maybe political and angry, kind of back to my grunge days a little bit. But uh, so I guess there's two different albums for two different kinds of moods. Oh, right. On. Uh, you mentioned driving to show coffee. I guess we'll we'll talk uh, summer camp for for a little bit here. I counted uh, eleven years at summer camp. Does that sound sound right to you? Was there anything before two thousand seven? No, I think that's about right. Uh, those are the ones that I performed in, and then I think I went, I went a couple years before I even was performing there. So <laughs> I that was my next figured, question. I, I figured yeah. growing up in Delavan, you you were you had to have known about it and and been close enough to pop over there for the weekend. Yeah, this a uh, couple friends of mine said, hey, there's this music festival going on right in our backyard in Chillicothe. So we hopped in the car and made about the. 45 minute drive from my hometown and we were just blown away i had such an amazing time an amazing experience and we had a blast and it seemed like the only people that were having more fun than us were the people on stage so i uh kept it practicing and writing songs and a year or two later uh jay goldberg heard me performing in my my hometown and Next thing I know, he threw me up on a stage at summer camp in the in the campground, and just kind of been been growing along with the festival every year, and just it just keeps growing and uh, keeps getting better and better. I can't wait for this year. Indeed, it does. Yeah, I you know it's funny. I one of the sounds like the quintessential sounds of summer camp to me, and I, I mean I have to admit that I've I've never been there standing there waiting for you to go on, but I I always go to see you. And that kind of off in the distance, you playing and getting closer and walking up and the, on a nice day is is to me a, a, an experience of summer camp that I want every year. Oh, um, that means a lot. Thanks. And and and, me and, and you're it's you know there's no you're completely original in in the sound I think of you know compared to the rest of the bands there. So it's that one. Oh, it's Chicago farmer. I got to get over there. Well, thanks, yeah. man. That means a lot. Yeah, I'm very fortunate to be kind of a local, and, and yeah, like you said, uh, there aren't too many folk singers there. Uh, you know, when I first started going, I think Keller was a, was a solo act, and he would just jam and you know do his uh, his beatboxing and his mouth jams, and and uh, that was really inspiring for me to see that there was this there was a solo act on the main stage, just just killing it in the middle of the afternoon. So that that was inspiring and. And, uh, yeah, as, as simplistic as, as what I do is, it really is pretty unique to the festival, I think. There aren't too many just solo uh, singer-songwriters, so it's really an honor to be a part of the festival every year and its, it's diversity. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of the beauty of it is a little bit of everything, um, even if you're not into all of it. But, um, and I, yeah, I think you fill that singer-songwriter hole that, that the festival has just just right. So. I'm I'm going to be 40, but I'll still be 39, so I might I might jump into the vibe tent and, and, uh, <laughs> and jam out for one more year. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, I try to make this uh, podcast representative of the festival, but mm-hmm. my my time in the vibe tent is usually uh, about 15 to 20 minutes <laughs> at the end of the night. Yeah. And I, I go and I watch, and I'm like, that looks like a lot of fun. I might have been able to do that <laughs> 15, 20 years ago. It looks like fun. Now I'm going to bed. Yeah. Yeah, well, man, you give it a shot. I try to do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I always listen to it. Give it a and chance. There, it's there great. are certain ones that I that I that I do like, but um, it's hard for me to have this podcast be about that because it, I feel like it would be <laughs> a little disingenuous. I I, uh-huh. I already kind of have a little bit of a problem with these interviews because, well, I, let, let me ask you that. Do you? How are these interviews for you? Do you? I mean, I heard a podcast with you last night just to get an idea of of what I was walking into, but is, is it just? A necessary evil? Is it just like, oh, it's another thing I got to do for my job? Oh, no, I don't mind it at all. I just got done doing another one before you called uh, with a guy from northern Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, it's it's great. And that's, and uh, summer camp is kind of its own thing, you know. I, I love talking about it because, like I said, it's it's in my backyard and it's it's grown from uh, this this little thing that was fun for some people to do to this massive, like, you know, thousands and thousands of people gathering to, for this experience. So I, I love talking about it. Um, not, not not to mention every year I have cabin fever and I just I'm, I'm busting to get into festival season. So <laughs> I'm as exci- I'm as excited as anybody for that weekend to come. You know, and the, yeah. the lineup this year is killer. And like we said, there really is something for everybody. And I think you need to have that in a in a community of of artists. You have to have something for everybody, and and they do. They knock it out of the park every year. What looking forward to this year? Um, there's a there actually is another folk singer named John Crakey from California that's an amazing storyteller and songwriter. Um, Tyler Childers is kind of the uh the big uh, Americana uh, kinda of outlaw guy who's gonna be there. Um plus I get to see so many friends, you know, travel around the country all year long. You don't get to see a lot of your your musical friends, so when festival season comes around it's a chance for you to to hear them and see what they've been up to all year long too. Yeah, well, this is your yard. Yeah. Um, what if I cut in one song from one artist that's on the lineup? Give me a suggestion. Actually, how about "Universal Sound" by Tyler Childers? "Universal Sound" by Tyler Childers. We're gonna hear a little bit of that right now. Pocahontas in the cranberry glades Ain't got bars nor the charge collar anyways My mind's a mile a minute And my mind barks like hounds I'm focused on my breathing And the universal sound I think about my darling girl Sleeping all alone I pray the stars will shoot her All the wishes she can hold On the day that I return I aim to lay her down Right now I'm focused on the universal sound I 
think about tobacco juice and mason jars of shine. I think about the vices I've let take me over time. I recall when I was a baby, I didn't need nothing around but a little bitty rattler and the universal sound. I closed my eyes, it was all so clear. It was all right then, it was all right here. I've been up on the mountain and I've seen his wondrous grace. I've sat there on a bar stool and I've looked him in the face. He seemed a little haggard, but it did not slow him down. He was humming to the neon of the universal sound. I'm curious about, I'm looking at your tour dates, Des Moines coming up, Madison, St. Paul, Chicago, Milwaukee, Kalamazoo, uh, Leroy, La Crosse, Dallas, and Albany. How do you uh, how do you travel to out-of-town gigs? I mean, I, I assume you're driving to all, all the Midwest stuff. Yeah, my, uh, my 2014 car just hit 150,000 miles, so it's getting up there, but... Uh, and getting up there quickly. I put a lot of miles on cars, but uh, usually the Midwest shows, I, I just drive that car. Sometimes, like, when we go to Texas, I'll rent a car because it's just a little easier on mine. And, you know, if we're going up to Colorado or the mountains, I'll rent a car so I can I can tear up their car instead of mine going up and down the mountains. But uh, I'm still a car guy. I don't have anybody driving me in a big bus yet, so hopefully one of these days. <laughs> and uh, you, your wife goes with you, I heard you say, I think? She does, yeah. My wife is a, uh, an online teacher, so she gets to come to a lot of shows, and she also makes guitar string jewelry, which is pretty awesome. Instead of uh, used guitar strings going into a landfill, she turns them into to beautiful jewelry. It's called Twice Upon a String. You can go to twiceuponastring.com, or you can also go to chicagofarmer.com, and I have a link. And She donates 20% to local uh, music therapy charities, and uh, it's a pretty awesome thing. All right, man. Living the dream. Love it. Yeah, we're we're getting by. All right. Well, uh, like I said, I know our, our time is uh, coming to an end here, and I appreciate you talking to me. Um, you just said www.chicagofarmer.com, and I uh, listed off a whole slew of places you're going to be all over the all over the Midwest. You, you uh, I see that you go to northern Wisconsin sometimes. You ever been to the uh, Big Top Chautauqua? I have not been there, but I've heard about it, and I've heard good oh. things. Yeah, definitely try to uh, try to catch a show sometime when you're up there, up in, up in Bayfield. Cool. It's a very cool, cool. venue. It's a, like a circus tent out in the middle of the woods. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah, we've been getting to Wisconsin quite a lot, especially in the summertime. They've got some great events and breweries and all kinds of good stuff happening up there. Great music scene, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of good stuff going on in the Midwest right now. It's uh Coming along, coming along, worry a lot of a lot of good bands to keep an eye on and an ear on for sure. Do you, do you think that's partially because of um, just people now recording independently and 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 uh, producing independent, you know, just doing all their own promotions independently? Uh, yeah, I think people maybe can take more chances and aren't aren't quite as stressed out. They have a little more freedom in making their own music and how they want to make it. I think that definitely definitely makes a difference and uh i don't know every every so often you know there's just a great group of bands that that comes out and uh there's a lot now that aren't like 
really, really, they're kind of under the radar, but they're just, they're doing, doing it right and making great music how they want to make it. And it's, it's, uh, it's inspiring to see, especially yeah, all the young sure. bands, especially all the young bands, you know, like, uh, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades who are going to be at, at, uh, at Summer Camp or Great Wisconsin Band. And they just, you know, go out and give the fans everything they want every single night. They write great songs and they just play their hearts and asses off every show. And they'll be doing it in Chilla Coffee too, along with a ton of other, great folks that are doing the same thing i think even though we're getting old you know the future of music is, is still promising there's there's good things to be seen and made yeah i mean if you can <laughs> uh if you can walk from stage to stage and uh and you know get a little bit of a groove up each show but uh what i found is i just have to uh i just have to be really picky with my selections and uh accept that i'm not going to hit everything that i want to yeah, it's true. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. I know it's it's hard to choose. I try to make a schedule every year and usually gets thrown out the window, but we see as much as we can. Well, man, thanks again for your time, and oh, thank uh, you. We'll see you at camp. All right, see you Memorial Day weekend in Chilla Coffee, Three Sisters Park. I absolutely can't wait to see everybody. It's gonna be a hoot. All right, take care, man. All right, thanks a lot. Take care. To me, I've got there early to bring her joy. I started hurting when I saw her flirting with the bleach blonde surfer boy. He had big muscles, he had a tan. Got to a scuffle, and I got banned for going crazy for making noise. So, this isn't Florida. It's not California, it's Illinois. Ran off together, they went up north. Up to Chicago, so he could surf. They left me here all alone again. She said she loved him, cause he could hang ten. Lake Michigan, with shorts and sandals for his only clothes. So in November, up and froze his dark tan turned so pale and old she couldn't accept him and so she left him out in the cold well me just being the guy i am i went and found him lent him a hand taught him what illinois is all about got him a whiskey took him out to dixie's and i fought him out we started drinking, we talked all day About how we let her go get away Away with murder, away with sin We kept on drinking, we started thinking Plotted revenge She was a school teacher over in Havana But on the weekends worked the Capacabana And now our students they can't forget Cause we put a mixture Of her naked pictures On the internet Now he's my best friend Party and talk He's got seven piercings And a mohawk We make fun of bleach Blonde surfer boys This isn't Florida It's not California Yes, he's my best friend, party 
top It's got seven piercings And I'm a heart I got nothing against bleach Blonde surfer boys This isn't Florida It's not California My thanks again to Cody Dekoff. Uh, what a great guy. Thanks again to you, Cody, for taking time out of your day. And uh, we look forward to, forward to seeing Chicago Farmer at summer camp this year. Um, now we're going to move right into the Jam of the Week, as we normally do. Uh, when I pick this Jam of the Week, I'm trying to find something that um, I, I think is worth putting out there. It's got to have good sound quality. It's got to be live and from the festival. Um, and I, uh, I see that Leftover Salmon is returning since, uh, I think, I think their last time at summer camp might've been 2012. I might be wrong about that, but, uh, they're returning this year and I'm excited about that. And, uh, in 2012, uh, Vince Herman did a solo show in, um, in one of the tents and, uh, he played, I played a little clip of this, uh, previously on the show. But uh, we're going to go for our Jam of the Week, and I, I, I thought this would also appeal to uh, listeners who are just tuning in who may be fans of Chicago Farmer as well. Uh, so it's not so much on the jam band side or uh, EDM or anything like that. So this is Vince Herman of Leftover Salmon doing his uh, couple songs, uh, 420, and then Nobody's Business What I Do. Uh, generally, we wouldn't do two separate songs. But uh, we're going to make an exception in this case. And uh, looking forward to seeing Vince back at camp this year. So take care, everybody. I'll be back in a couple weeks. And if you're registered to vote, we can sing this anywhere we want. Burn one. For 20, for 20, for 20 long years. I've smoked lots of reefer and I've drank lots of beer. Summer camp will settle the score Cause for 20 long years It's been 20 past four Everybody sing it Well for 20, for 20, for 20 long years I smoked lots of reefer Drank lots of beer Every day at 420 We're gonna settle the score And for 20 long years It's been 20 past four I think that's what they said. Something like that, yeah.